I'm Erin Wilson, and you are listening to Inside NC Labor, a podcast designed to inform and educate North Carolina citizens on the role that the Department of Labor plays in state government. Uh, Welcome, everyone. Uh, My name is John Mallow. I'm a public information officer with the North Carolina Department of Labor. My name is Meredith Watson, and I am also a public information officer here at the North Carolina Department of Labor. And we are here with the Carolinas chapter of the National Utility Contractors Association, also known as NUCA, NUCA. Uh, We have Greg Moretti, Jason Walker, and Mike Coates here with us today. Uh, I'm Greg Moretti. I'm a senior construction risk engineer with Zurich Resilient Solutions and chairman of the Safety and Risk Management Committee for Nuke of the Carolinas Chapter. My name is Jason Walker. I am the safety manager for state utility contractors, and I also uh, am vice chairman of the uh, safety committee um, for Nuka Carolinas Chapter. And I'm Mike Coates. I am with J.F. Wilkerson Contracting out of Morrisville, North Carolina, and I'm the safety director there. And we are also here with uh, Corey Dumphy. He is uh, with the North Carolina Department of Labor. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? And my name is Corey Dunphy. I'm a standards officer with the uh, OSH Division Education Training and Technical Assistance Bureau and I have been a uh, proud m- member of the uh, NUCA Alliance since 2016 with these guys, um, working with them to help try and promote the safety message across the uh, industry and across the state. So, happy to be here. Alright, so we are going to kick it off with uh, Greg. You have been actively involved in NUCA of the Carolinas and serve as a safety and risk management chair. Uh, what are the committee's goals in 2023 and how will the committee address the current trends we are seeing in trench and excavation operations? Well, thank you, John. We appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Jason and I talked earlier uh, as we finished 2022 and decided that due to the extreme number of increases in fatalities nationwide in trench and excavation work. Our our industry almost doubled the number from 2021 in fatalities that we wanted to take our chapter and our quarterly meetings this year around the state and basically just do a round-robin educational opportunity for as many people as we could contact through our committee and address trench and excavation safety along with our our alliance with the Department of Labor and our folks on the eastern and western division sides of the state that could help us and get this word out that we want to try and make as much effort as we can to eliminate fatalities in trench and excavation work and serious injuries and and revisit this ground boots on the ground level awareness level basically of getting information out on how to be safe working in trench and excavation work. So keeping on that same topic, the test group, and for those who don't know, the National Trench Excavation Safety Task Force was created in 2019, and you've been active with that group. Can you tell us about your experience serving on that task force and what have been the main priorities of this group? Yes, that's a great point. In 2019, The state of Colorado experienced three fatalities in the course of just a couple of months in trench and excavation work. 
and a group of contractors got together and decided to start the Trench Excavation Safety Task Force with a common theme called Think Inside the Box. And this theme was, was a, 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 an effort to get the word out to smaller contractors and the, the part of our industry that were actually having incidents and especially in the wake of fatalities. I served on a committee with uh, National NUCA and Safety and met a gentleman named Perry Sylvie who headed up the Trench Excavation Safety Task Force from Colorado. And Perry and I talked about let's take this awareness level of think inside the box and try to get it out across the country. So NUCA of the Carolinas chapter, along with our Department of Labor folks, we brought it to the Carolinas from Colorado a couple of years ago and just really started promoting it. And just at the end of 2022, National NUCA adopted the Think Inside the Box Trench Excavation Safety Task Force and have now picked that effort up and are taking it across the nation. And that's why we're excited to be able to come on the podcast today and just talk about the effort we've done in the Carolinas. And we really want to push this out to as many folks as we can across across our country to try to help stop this trend that we're seeing. Next, we'll uh, move to Jason. As a safety and health manager of a large utility general contractor, what are some of the challenges you face daily in working in trench and excavation operations? You know, outside of the inherent danger of really digging an excavation and putting an individual in there to, to do work, uh, our crews encounter so many external factors such as careless driving, uh, you know, weather conditions will change the soil conditions, which can, uh, you know, make that excavation even, even more riskier to, to work inside of. Um, all these factors, um, you know, pedestrians walking into our work zones or, you know, with all the construction going on, there's a complacency that, that the uh, general public kind of feels because they see it all the time. And every day we're dealing with that as we're working in busy areas. And, and you know, the conditions just continue to change. They're never the same from day to day. And a lot of times, try as we might to, to plan and, and, you know, plan our work and work our plan, uh, oftentimes we just can't account for the outside uh, influences that, that could affect our, our work area. So Mike, as a safety professional overseeing and performing underground utility infrastructure work, how do you help your subcontract partners become more aware of the dangers of working in trench and excavation operations? That's a good question, um, and how we handle our subcontractors at J.F. Wilkinson, uh, they're included in all of our training opportunities, uh, examples of our 10-hour OSHA classes, competent person courses in both confined space and trenching and excavating, and all of our safety day events. Our most recent safety day was in December, uh, where we had North Carolina Department of Labor come in and do a couple of the uh, hours of training. Our subcontractors are all invited to that. In fact, we make it mandatory. Our safety topics, weekly safety topics, go out to all of our subcontractors. Uh, they have to be completed weekly uh, and turned in with their invoices. Uh, that makes sure it gets done. Uh, subcontractor new hires, uh, they attend our uh, orientation, our J.F. Wilkerson orientation, as, as if they were our own employees. 
every every subcontractor has to uh, come to our new hire um, orientation. Also, uh, our safety policies is all passed through to our subcontractors, uh, and they are they sign off on that before they begin work. As part of their uh, uh, subcontract, and uh, all of our subcontractors are treated equally, and they're expected to adhere to our safety policy and our safety plan for the job. Corey, uh, you are with EDTA, uh, Education, Training, and Technical Assistance. Uh, could you give us some examples or some of the things you do with working with uh, utility contractors that can address some of these issues or some of these safety things that come up in that kind of a workplace? So with ETTA, we have a couple different groups that we have um, in the Bureau. Um, one is our technical assistants or our standards officers, um, which I'm one of. And we basically were there as a resource for private contractors, private employers, public, anybody who may have questions about what the standards say, what the standards require, that sort of thing. So they can contact us either via phone or email and with a specific question or a general question sometimes about, well, what does the standard require? Would this be considered compliant with the standard, et cetera, so forth. And we help provide that, help try and provide a better understanding of what does the standard say, what does it require, so these employers, these contractors can keep their employees safe. Because that's our number one goal, is trying to keep the employees in the state of North Carolina safe while they're on the job. So that's one, one thing that we offer in ETTA. Another is through our education and training group they can come out to work sites to companies to provide some training on basics of trench safety what does the standard require that sort of thing this charge there's no additional cost to the employer to request them to come out we do have a couple of you know things we'd like to see which is at least 10 employees um, if you have a facility where we can come out and do a presentation we have that we also have a mobile training classroom we call labor one which if you're on a construction site we may be able to coordinate with that to bring this it's a basically it's a converted RV that's been into made into a classroom where we can bring about 20 to 25 people into the classroom do our presentation in there and cycle them through if you have more than that that you want to get trained so um, all of these opportunities are things that we're really providing through the Department of Labor to the public to try and help keep them keep the employees safe you know that's our main goal and through these efforts we feel that you know especially with NUCA putting this alliance out there and talking about what we can offer through them you know we're trying to get that message and get those opportunities that we can provide out to as many people many contractors throughout the state so so a question for each of you why do you think we're seeing these trends and high numbers of incidents involving trench operations? Mike Coates here, J.F. Wilkinson. Market growth, newer, uh, newer contractors to the market, lack of experience, lack of safety training, maybe not knowing the, the standards, um, not familiar with the policies. Also complacency, knowing how to do a job and just not taking the time to get the safety equipment on the job, the trench boxes assembled that they need for the particular job or the depth they are, and just 
not being able to get the equipment they need. Well, and I would just like to add with what Mike said, I completely agree 100% there. Uh, and just to add a little bit, maybe, you know, job pressure. These jobs are, they're, they're bid out to a certain dollar amount and you got to get them done. And then once you, you know, pass your deadline, uh, there can be liquidated damages piled onto you or, or whatever the case may be. And I think there's an underlining pressure uh, for superintendents to make sure that the work is done, uh, which can lead to taking shortcuts and not using equipment. We've seen that in the past. There was a fatality in Raleigh in, in late 21, I believe, where um, the trench box had to be moved away from the trench so that the rescue workers could get in there and, and, and recover the body. And that's, that's a sad thing because they had all the equipment that they needed right there and they just didn't install it uh, to get that job done. Um, and, and also, a lot of times, for me, I see this, it won't happen to me mentality. Uh, we're geared towards our experiences and, and what we know is based on what we've been through. And a lot of us haven't been through these issues, uh, but they're out there. And I can give hundreds of issues or incidents where these, these things have happened. And, but if you've never seen them or you've never been involved in them, then maybe you don't really feel that, that, can, that that's going to happen to you. you do. I, I think Mike and Jason have hit on it really well from what we're seeing as an industry as a whole. In, in moving forward and dealing with these trends, our effort this year is to try to address other entities within construction. We represent utility work, but our job sites are extremely complex and we're dealing with the plumbing contractors, electrical contractors who are also doing trench work, laying um, deep uh, lines for plumbing operations that they do on these job sites. Um, as far as the gravity sewer lines and the, the force main lines, water lines, and then turn around and you've got the duct banks that the electrical components are put in that are relatively deep on these job sites. And some of these trades that are within our construction industry right along with us are the ones that are having the issues and we're seeing fatalities in those areas. So trying to address all aspects of the construction industry and using our platform in utility work and our alliance with the Department of Labor is why we wanted to bring this to the attention of the public to try and deal with this. We've even had landscape contractors that have been building retaining walls that the excavation and earth have caved in and we've unfortunately had fatalities in our state over the course of the last couple of years with landscape contractors. So our, our goal from our safety committee at NUCA of the Carolinas chapter is to try to get as many people to hear this message so that we can all address the dangers of trench and excavation work that we face each and every day. And so uh, lastly, uh, this is a question for everyone. What do you think the industry as a whole can do to change these trends we are seeing? Education, education, education. We've got to get the word out to everybody. You know, it's not just the general, the, the main general contractors. It's the subs and the subs of the subs, and these the third and fourth tier um, subcontractors that are coming onto these job sites. 
that maybe are just maybe the company is just getting started maybe they're just ramping up or, or, or whatever the case may be but we've got to get the word out there it's been out there for a long time I think this is our 30th year where competent person was required on the job site and we're still having these issues for some reason and there's a there's a lot of resources out there that are available uh, through different all different types of media uh, they're there uh, but they we've got to we've got to educate folks and, and follow through uh, with what we've learned Mike here um, I'm thinking getting the message out again education to newer contractors subcontractors focusing on our subcontractors most subcontractors are smaller contractors minority contractors and um, maybe they don't have the resources or the, the just the knowledge to 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 have a safety program and have safety inspections on their jobs uh, we've got to get the message to them uh, and require them to be safe uh, make it a requirement um, also uh, I know we have continuing education on our on our uh, building and uh, un unclassified licenses possibly could spread that into plumbing uh, and some other uh, licenses that include digging and uh, laying pipe as far as maybe having a um, continuing education segment focusing on uh, excavating and trench shoring one thing that I'd like to point out too is something that Greg, Jason, and these folks at the um, last safety and risk management meeting for NUCA that they really emphasized was that it's not just the people in that room that we need to be concerned about. It's not just the folks that are part of NUCA. It's everybody who's out there doing trenching. Um, even though there may be competitors trying to bid for jobs and compete to get the job and stuff like that, when it comes to safety, there should be no competition, you know, because fatalities, serious accidents in the industry are going to affect everybody across the board. So trying to, they're doing a good job with this Think Inside the Box initiative and with the test group that they're trying to get that message out to everybody, not just the main folks, um, trying to get the industry to change, to get, make the industry safer for everybody which in turn will benefit everybody that's working in that industry. So kudos to these guys for their efforts and what they're doing and for helping push that message out there to trying to get it spread. So. You know, as, as we close out and just talking about our industry as a whole, I just feel like it's extremely important that we recognize that we do still have an issue in trench and excavation work and our industry has got to come together and address this and we are very fortunate in North Carolina that we have some outstanding utility contractors, plumbing contractors, building contractors, just folks across the board that do our construction in our state and along with the, the aggressiveness of education of our Department of Labor. That, is, that story doesn't get told enough because our Department of Labor in North Carolina does a tremendous job with consultative services, with education. So the resources are here. We've just got to get out and get the message to our workers 
and our labor force in North Carolina. Another massive factor that plays on what Jason said, we're so busy. The infrastructure bill that has passed, North Carolina is going to be a huge benefactor in the, the entire Carolina's region of the infrastructure money that's coming out for construction. And as our population in our state's growing and infrastructure projects are coming, these projects are going to have deadlines, which is going to put pressure on the contractors, which is going to put pressure on labor. And it's a great way to make a living. It's a, it's a tough way to make a living, but it also can be a dangerous way to make a living. And we've got to engineer out and get the factors out there and educate our workforce so that we can get on these job sites and work safely and turn this trend of, of dying in trenches and excavation work um, turn it in a, in a huge way and just get it back to zero. It needs to be at zero. As Jason alluded to, and Corey knows this, and some of us that have been around a, a while know that this, the subpart P portion of the standards in trench and excavation work, I remember when they came out in 1990 when when Paul McCain and several of our folks here in Raleigh did a tremendous job working with the federal OSHA people and said, hey, we're, we're going to put this out, we're going to make some new standards, and competent person came out. We've got to reiterate that aspect to the people that are coming into our industry today. You know, we're in our, since competent person started and the OSHA standards started for trench and excavation in like the early 90s that we operate by today, we've got three and four generations now that are out here in the field that are doing the labor force. And somehow we've got to get those those young people and those folks to understand the unfortunate complacency part of our industry that that is being dealt with by our Department of Labor and in the increased fines and and doing the work that's getting done to get people's attention. But the sad part is is we're having fatalities, and you can't. There's no way you can put a price tag on the lives of our construction workers who are dying in trench and excavation work today. And we, we want to turn that around. And I feel like from the perspective of our industry, that's what we gotta do. We gotta educate and we gotta get the word out. And that's why our, our chapter and our committee, we're so grateful to the Department of Labor and you all for allowing us to do this podcast and excited about getting it out and hearing it and hope people will respond in a favorable way and we can see some trends to turn from what's happening in our industry. And speaking of uh, getting out the message and uh, kind of promoting uh, the safety aspect, uh, tell us a little bit about the upcoming uh, trench safety stand down in June. This is a, a national effort that is put forth by National NUCA. Um, other agencies throughout the nation get involved in trench excavation safety week, stand down week. And what, what typically happens is contractors will, will take time to stop what they're doing and get their crews together, get their subs together, and have these stand downs and basically go over the basics of trench and excavation work and talk about the dangers of it. Uh, it's, it's promoted very well throughout our industry, but we also want to see it this year, especially for the industry to talk about where we are with our numbers. The, the almost 50% increase just in last year in fatalities across our country, we've got to do a really good job this year 
in in our stand down our week stand down across the board and get as many people involved in not just utility but the other trades that are actually doing trench excavation work and have them participate so that's another part of why we want to promote this during that week yeah just i agree completely uh it's not just about the specific industry it's about safety as a culture as a whole should be across the board that's a good that's a that's a great point you know it's interesting that less than six percent of the labor workforce is involved in construction so you've got a huge amount of work going on with a small pool of employees that are doing this work and that's another reason we have to take care of our folks once you get workers that are trained and they're experienced and they're knowledgeable and they take on leadership positions in their companies the, those are the people that can continue to help the young people coming into our industry understand that this is a dangerous occupation and and we have means and methods just like think inside the box and slope and shoring there's means and methods there to protect you when you're working in trench and excavation work and the industry has done so much in manufacturing uh, lightweight boxes aluminum shoring hydraulic shoring there's a lot of factors that play into it we just got to get people to using those devices to stay safe and that's what we want to try to continue to push and press forward with I'd like to uh, thank you guys for coming out here today and uh, joining us. I really do appreciate it. And uh, any other time we can help uh, spread your guys' message, you know, we're always happy to help. Thank you. We appreciate you all. And we appreciate the Department of Labor and everything that the Department of Labor in, in our state does to promote safety within our industry and have the alliance and partnerships to help us get the word out. We appreciate you all. We appreciate that. Thank you all for coming. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. And remember, your safety is our priority. <laughs>